Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye. 103.8. Hi there, this is Mark Lloyd from Lunch with Lloyd and welcome along to this podcast. We're going to get started as the weather is cooling off a bit and do a little bit of glamping and speak to a young man still at school who started his own glamping business. We also had a chat with rapper Tack and heard his brand new song, which really is wearing his heart on his sleeve. We had gaming on the menu with Omar Osman and he pointed us in the right direction to play some fantastic video games. And we had theatre. Wait until Dark, a psychological thriller being performed this weekend at the Junction. Do join me live, of course, on the show weekdays from 11 o'clock only on Dubai Eye 103.8. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to the show Lunch with Lloyd all the way through the hour of two o'clock. As we reach the end of September, of course, uh, we've got that cooler months ahead to look forward to and uh, we can soon take fun activities outdoors again, which is uh, pretty amazing. One such activity is glamping by BNBME Holiday Homes. And uh, they've uh, increased or extended their product line and uh, there's lots more going on. And to tell us more about it, we have uh, Kishraj... Uh, Matani joining us on the show, and it's a pleasure to welcome you, sir. A very good morning. How are you? Morning, Mark. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Excellent. So tell me, I believe you're still at school and studying, and you came up with this fantastic idea of, of opening a glamping business. So tell me where it all came yeah. from. Yeah, I'm still at school at the moment. So um, it, it all started back in December. Um, me and my family wanted to actually go and experience this glamping experience and experience the nature of the UAE for ourselves, but um, there was nothing on the market that really suited our needs and requirements. And I'm, I'm, I, I did some research and I came back to my dad with the business plan. I'm like, why don't we start glamping ourselves? There's a potential market here. And I gave him a small business plan with tiny numbers. And he's like, it sounds good. Let's do it. Wow. So it was all your idea and uh, a, a family business. So, I mean, what was it like actually getting started to set up a glamping business? It was an amazing experience. We'd, we'd actually finished the entire process in two weeks. We'd started, and in two weeks, we had our first booking already. So it was very rapid. We were working long hours every day, but it was an amazing experience. And, and where was your first site? Our first site was in the desert. We started off in Al Qudra Desert, and then we moved to Ras Al Khaimah, where the beaches there are splendid, and then we found a wadi location. Right, so you've got three locations then um, on the go, very different sounding locations by, by uh, what you've just told me. So, I mean, when it comes to glamping, just how posh are we going? Um, you know, what do we get for uh, our Durham if we uh, go on a glamping holiday with you? Well, with us, you're going very posh. We provide you full uh, mattresses. There's proper 30-centimeter mattresses, which are used in five-star hotels. We provide duvets, um, all the best amenities used around the world, and anything you can ask for. It, it, it's the most luxury glamping experience you'll find in the world. And, and how popular has it been since you actually launched? So this is actually our second or first and a half season, and we, we've seen a lot of demand for it. There's a lot of inquiries. Our reservation teams are working their butts off to keep up and manage all the inquiries we're receiving. It, it's, it's sensational. Okay, uh, so what kind of, um, you know, things can we experience while we're actually glamping? I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure that the, the, the actual tents or the, wherever we're staying are very, very... Um, high end, but you know we want to do some activities as well. So, what can we get up to? Yeah, so we we what we we like to say is we can offer our guests anything they want. But uh, personally, one of my favorite experiences is we are the only company in Dubai that offers dune buggies at your location. So, with one of our tents, a guest can take a dune buggy 
and they can travel the dunes for the next 12 hours on their own. Okay. Uh, that sounds exciting, as, as you say. Uh, you mentioned tents there. Uh, so d- just describe what your uh, tents are actually like when we walk, when we walk in, the, in them. All right, so we have, we have a different range of tents. We start off with the basic one, which are the Coleman luxury tents. Those are six-people tents, but we only accommodate two people in them. Yeah. Then we move on to the bell tent. Uh, we have two different sizes, which are four meters and six meters. The four meter contains two big king beds and one for children. And then the six-meter tent fits four, four to six people comfortably. And it's fully decked out with furniture, rugs, uh, side tables, and everything. Right. Um, and I also see, I've been kind of reading up a little about you, a bit about you. You can uh, also arrange private chefs, uh, pizza ovens, and even projector setups. Yeah, yeah. Movies in the desert. We provide professional companies come and help you uh, see the stars identify the stars. We provide a pizza oven if you're interested in making a pizza in the desert. Um, private singers, private masseuses, anything you, anything you want, we can, we can get it done. So what's the kind of season? I mean, how long are we going to be glamping for? Um, you know, does it run through to, uh, uh, to, to uh, middle of, of next year? Uh, we're, we're hoping that this season will remain cool for longer, but generally it tends to go up to April, right. March, April, possibly May. Right. Okay, if we want more information and, and to take a look at your uh, glamping sites across the UAE, uh, Kisraj, where do we need to head to? Of course, you can check us out at glamperbybnbme.com. Uh, you can call us at 800-BNBME or check out our Instagram handle, glamperbybnbme. Are you going to be off glamping this weekend? Yes, of course I am. <laughs> the weather's spectacular in the desert now. It's gorgeous, isn't it? And which of the three sites are you going to be visiting? I, I love the beach. It's a secluded beach. It's awesome. You're private. It's, it's, it's truly amazing. Awesome. Well, it's been great chatting with you, young man, and um, congratulations on setting up your business empire. Uh, glamping here in the UAE. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye, 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show. And bearing your soul on a song isn't always easy, um, especially in the kind of rap, hip-hop arena. Uh, so that makes Tax' latest single, The Mirror Theory, even more impressive. And uh, I'm really impressed that he's joining us uh, on the line right now and on microsoft teams i'll say good afternoon to you tack how are you doing hi man uh thank you for having me bro it's a real pleasure sir so tell me a bit about yourself i believe you were raised here in the uae and um uh, you know got into your style of music here so just tell me the the journey to becoming a rapper um so i was born in abu dhabi actually um i moved to dubai when i was around like three years old and um, I didn't really grow up with any music, to be honest with you. I just uh, I kind of stumbled upon it, uh, you know, being on the internet and yeah. whatnot. Um, and straight away, I I, I got into uh, hip hop was the first thing that really struck me in any way. Like I'd obviously had heard music um, to some extent before, but um, hearing hip hop uh, completely changed my perspective on life, on <laughs> on what music is, on all, all kinds of things, and. Um, yeah, so that was my, my first, my first love was obviously, uh, rapping and, you know, I I got into that. And then later on, uh, throughout the years, I got into production and only very recently in terms of the the scope of my career, I got into singing, which was, which was a very new kind of thing. It was really, really dope. So, I mean, who were some of the artists then you say, you know, you were listening to this hip hop music. Who who were some of the artists that um, really had an effect on you? Oh man. Um, uh, 
definitely uh god bless his soul rest in peace mf doom my favorite artist by far i, I even have him tatted on my, my arm here <laughs> you know he was um, that good yeah <laughs> yeah bro he he's incredible um definitely my biggest influence uh, uh lyrically i'd say i'd say uh, Delivery-wise, as a rapper, uh, Tech Nine was definitely an, uh, a, a big, a big influence. Jay Z, yeah, um, you know, just just a, a bunch of, uh, Andre Three Thousand, just the classics, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you moved to Dubai. Um, you know, was there a, a scene already here? You know, were there a few other people trying out uh, hip hop and, and, and rap at that time? For sure. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm fairly new, if if anything. Uh, like, there's been history of, of hip hop in this in this city, uh, all all the way back to the '90s. To be honest with yeah. you, it's just um, we didn't have uh, as much documentation. I'd only joined the the community in around like 2015, but I've been rapping since 2012. Um, yeah, but the community has has been has been growing since then, and the history is so deep. And I just wish that we had the the right documentation. But you know you, you can speak to um, to to let there's a bun, there's a lot of legends here really like uh, the recipe and um, and Pavan from Foreign Beggars mm-hmm. uh, they're all Dubai based and they're they can tell you everything really they're incredible. So um, yeah, there's a real yeah. scene then bubbling under. Now let's get on to this um, this song. Um, where you wear your heart on your sleeve. Um, it recently dropped the Mirror Theory. Tell me what this is about. Um, so I had, uh, I had gone through a, um, I had gone through a breakup, uh, last year, uh, which, which was, which struck me in a very weird time, uh, very existential time because of COVID especially. Yeah. Um, and you know, most breakups do, do, they do end up sour and stuff, but I, I, with a little bit of reflection, I just, I, I wanted to think about, uh, where I could have held myself accountable and also where mm. I could hold my ex-partner accountable and just a lot of the, um the problems that happened just a lot of them were because i felt like um you know it's difficult it's difficult to love somebody uh with when when you you find it difficult to love yourself and i've she's exhibited a lot of that behavior and i and then i i stopped blaming her for things and i just kind of wanted um to speak candidly about the situation and just hope that she had the opportunity to fix them post the relationship um, and I also just didn't want to write a song that is uh, that's in a negative light towards an ex partners. I think that's uh, it's yeah. you know um, I don't I don't think it's that's cool. the most uh, adult adult thing to do you know. <laughs> um, but I but I did speak candidly about how I felt and um, how how I would like to feel after and um, just just a, kind of like a documentation of my emotions at the time. Really, we just got a, a short little clip just to hear of this song.
So that's a little clip of, of the Mirror Theory. I, I, I think your vocals are fantastic. I really do. Oh, and, thank you, man. Uh, Yo, I wanted to tell you uh, earlier, your voice is beautiful, bro. <laughs> Yo, you, you I should, should be a rapper. Doing... <laughs> <laughs> Forget uh, the radio. Let me get into the rap scene. I think uh, that my years of rapping are behind me. But tell me about the production on that song, uh, the Mirror Theory. It's very breathy. Uh, some nice keys in there, and you know that very laid back yeah. beat. Yeah, um, so I, I I basically bought these stems from a producer that I work with online, and I kind of put my own flavor into it. Um, and uh, it was just I fell in love with the beat, and I just decided that you know, like it, it's worth it. So I I bought it and then did my own kind of um, you know changes to yeah, it. I changed yeah. the drums around the keys and whatnot. Um, yeah, the the production is is, is super weird. It's because there's no real there's no real genre. It's like a, it's a weird like neo soul, yeah, yeah, um, R and B kind of vibe. And I I fell in love with it instantly. And um, yeah, man. And the mixing side of things is I'm, I mix my own music, so it it was a uh, it was a long process. Man. <laughs> All my friends, put, like, I sat them down for like sixty mixes, man. It was, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it, I love it. I love it, and I hope your ex partner loves it as well and appreciates having a song <laughs> written about that. <laughs> I hope she does too. <laughs> uh, it, it, is the more in the can um, uh, from you, Tack? You know, um, are you going to be doing a few more releases this year? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm planning I'm planning a release, hopefully for uh, either next month or the month after, and then. Uh, come December, January, I'm going to be releasing uh, a record every month, and uh, hopefully accompanied with a music video of some sort. So it'll, this is going to be a going to be a packed 20, 2022. Good for you, sir. Um, any live performances? Uh, you know, have you done any live gigs, or has it mainly been there, production? Um, yeah. So uh, I, I recently I'd, I'd done the fridge uh, opening for my uh, my good friend uh, Suerte and his band. Uh, this um, it was, I think. August 16th it was a really yeah. really dope show and it was my first time performing in two years oh wow um yeah it was it was great and uh, I, there's a lot of upcoming stuff but uh I don't know if I can speak about it right now but, okay <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have to get yeah, you back a lot of cool stuff happening we'll have to get you back uh if people want to get this song the mirror theory and um add it to their collection and also follow you where where, where can we do that so my instagram is at uh at tac dot plg and uh, you can find my music on uh all streaming platforms, um, for sure. Uh, everywhere from YouTube all the way to Deezer, Spotify, Apple Music, the, the whole nine yards. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So is that, is that your rap name, T-A-C? And I've been calling you TAC. Yeah, yeah t- no, no, it's TAC. I just spelled it out. Oh, so it's right. Easier for okay. People, I'm glad yeah. I got that right, I'll tell you. TAC, <laughs> uh, I think you're a super guy. Love your sound. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing, man. And uh, when you I release another it. tune, let's get you back on the radio. What a cool guy. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Let's do it, man. Let's... I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. You certainly are, and uh, a nice mixed bag on the show today. We've uh, already spoke glamping, we've had some rap on the show, and now we turn our attentions to video gaming. And joining us uh, for the first time oh, yeah. on Lunch with Lloyd is uh, Omar Osman. Good afternoon, sir. Hi, man. Good afternoon. Real pleasure Thank to have you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a real pleasure. First of all, just tell me a little bit about how you first got into gaming and uh, and what were some of the games uh, you played early on in your uh, gaming career. Oh, my God. Actually, uh, it all started with, uh, you know, the PlayStation 1. Yeah, I remember uh, that. It just hit me like, you know, a ton of bricks. It, it, it took my life away, basically. 
exactly. <laughs> it was just so good. Uh, you know, like classic games like Crash um, and just Sonic, and 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 I was I was hooked, man. I was hooked. I mean, those two titles that you mentioned there, I mean, Crash Bandicoot, absolutely fantastic oh God, game. Yeah, uh, I remember get, yeah, yeah, yeah. playing that for hours with my daughter on, I think the first PlayStation oh. was grey-coloured. It was a little grey-colour and it opened yes, up at the top, yes. didn't it? Um, yes, exactly. Uh, you had to blow on it, you know, to, to get it going again. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> so as you said, that, 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 set off, that set off a lifetime of, um, you know, uh, for you, oh, yeah. uh, gaming. Yeah. Um, so you've got a couple of games that you're going to review and uh, give us, uh, yeah. you know, an, an idea about them and what mm-hmm. we should be playing at the moment. So we're going to start off with The yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. What do we know about this game? Tsushima. Oh, my God, man. It is an incredible game. Uh, it is an open world game uh, based in Japan, and oh my god, it is just so beautiful. And the thing about this game is that nobody like was talking about it. Uh, there was no hype whatsoever, and then it just you know uh, the developer is actually called Sucker Punch, and it was a sucker punch because it hit the gaming world like a huge success because it's just so beautiful and just so fun to play and easy to play as well. I mean, you could ramp up the difficulty if you want. But it's not demanding, so it's really accessible for anyone. Uh, so it is just amazing, amazing. Like, the combat is perfect, and the visuals are just stunning. So it's a combat game, then, uh, by the sounds of yeah. it. Um, I mean, yeah. uh, yes. can yes. you play this on yes. your own? Samurai, you, basically. You're playing on yeah, your yeah. own, or so, with another? Yeah, so uh, it was released as a single-player game, uh, and... Uh, uh, then another sucker punch, you know, after the game like uh, was released and everybody finished it and everyone was like replaying it, they released uh, a multiplayer patch called Legends, uh, where you basically uh, do missions uh, and like uh, survival type uh, modes uh, with friends. And the, the 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 patch was completely free. And like if they like asked for money, honestly, it would have been fair because it's just so immersive and uh, yeah like a uh, uh, great job from from the developers there so i i truly recommend this game okay i just had a message in from elisa i just want to bring this in i wanted to be a video game designer and got accepted into university when i was 17 regret every day that i didn't oh, study amazing. it instead of my diploma video gaming is where creativity innovation and science come to life um yeah i mean making a yeah. career uh, out of uh, yeah, video games is it something that you thought of doing uh honestly uh no i haven't uh it's always been about the, just uh just playing the games uh i haven't ever thought about the getting a career, making a career out of it i'm sure it would have been amazing uh but no i and honestly um if i would have like entered professionally i would have entered not as a designer or anything but as a like a gamer like a streamer or something like that. Okay. And I am nowhere close to being good enough <laughs> to being a streamer because these guys are ridiculous. Yeah, know? I mean, Elisa goes on to say, yeah. it's, it's wonderful that the growth of video gaming platforms, e-gaming, and uh, much more. Of course, there's a real competitive side to video gaming as oh, well, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the scene in Egypt actually is growing like day by day. Uh, a lot of professional gamers and like YouTube channels are popping out uh, every day, really. Uh, and, and these kids are good. Uh, I think we might uh, you know, have a chance in the World Championships. 
maybe i don't know wow um right we've got time for one more game uh, for you to recommend for us the last of <laughs> us and um, what do we know about this oh. one Oh my god, man. This game is just amazing. Uh, it was actually released on PS3. Uh, and uh, again, took the world by storm. It is, it's, a, it's more of a story-driven game. Uh, it's about basically the end of the world, like an apocalyptic game, um, where like zombie-type creatures take over the world. And you play as this guy, Joel. Uh, and your job is to escort uh, like a girl to another place. I don't want to say too much to, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, no spoilers. Uh, but it is amazing. It, it, no spoilers, no spoilers. But it's, uh, it, it's, it's amazing. And, and uh, it's kind of different from Ghost of Tsushima because I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Tsushima, I'm going to go with Tsushima. Uh, because uh, Ghost is so, you know, accessible and everyone can play it and stuff like that. But Last of Us is, is kind of hardcore. Yeah, and uh, they kind of uh, take survival very seriously. Like, for example, you could only have two bullets for like hours, you know, because you're li- literally you keep scavenging and stuff like that. Uh, but it's so so satisfying, uh, and the story is incredible. Yeah, Elisa just mentioned m- messaged in again. The Last of Us is insane and very mm-hmm. scary yeah. on a psychological <laughs> level. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Elisa. Oh, it's, great. It's well, great to catch up with you, uh, Omar. And um, so we look forward to talking gaming with you um, again in the future. So a couple of uh, uh, video games there that you might want to uh, get at the weekend. The Ghost of Toshima and The Last of Us. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, and some theatre coming your way next. Looking at a production coming this weekend to the ju- junction. It's called Wait Until Dark. And we have Arjun, who is the director, joining us on the line. Good afternoon, Arjun. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, Mark. Thank you for having me on. Great to be here. Always a pleasure. And uh, also Amit, who's uh, going to be actually acting in this. Amit, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Mark. Great to have you both um, on the show. So, Arjun, Susan Hendricks is um, a, a focal point of uh, this production. Just give me a, a ba- basic outline of the story. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, Susan Hendricks is our heroine. Uh, she was blinded recently in a car accident. So, um, and she's been become a target of a group of criminals that are looking to recover something that's important to them. Uh, and it basically, you know, her husband brought home uh, a doll that was slipped into his bag by by one of the criminals, and they're looking to recover that doll. And so it's a it's a beautiful play about it's it's a cat and mouse, um, you know. It's and uh, it's a great great fun ride, uh, very thrilling. Um, you know, it's, it's a great experience. People are going to be on the edge of their seat uh, throughout the entire play until the climax, which is just. Shocking, um, <laughs> to use a word likely. Wow, um, it's it's quite a story by the sounds of it. So, Amit, where do you fit into all this? What's your character? Okay, so I play a character called Mark uh, Mike Talman, and uh, Mike actually is a really nice, pleasant guy who unwittingly gets caught up in this entire caught cat and mouse game, and uh, he's a friend of Susan's husband. Okay, so he's kind of a friend of the family who who gets um, kind of roped into this. So uh, uh, how's it been taking on this character, um, Amit? 
Um, it's been quite interesting, actually, because uh, the uh, there's a very nice, you know, build-up happening throughout the play, and this character has various layers associated with it. So it's been fun, you know, sinking my teeth into this. Uh, Arjun, tell me about the rest of the cast and who's involved with this. Uh, so the rest of the cast, we have uh, Meghna, uh, who's playing the role of Susan Hendricks. We have Osman, who's playing the role of Sam Hendricks, uh, Susan's husband. Uh, we have Karan, uh, who's playing the role of Harry Rote, the main antagonist uh, and, you know, the psychopathic mastermind behind uh, the criminals. Uh, we have Benjamin Samuel playing the role of Carlino. And my youngest actress, her name is Chloe Boyle. She's 13 years old. And she's playing Gloria, the next-door neighbor, who also becomes an ally uh, to Susan uh, through the events of the play. Well, 13 years of age and uh, on stage uh, entertaining people. I mean, I mean uh, Arjun, what, what actually drew you to uh, want to put this particular production, Wait Until Dark, on stage? For me, personally, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Alfred Hitchcock. And, uh, you know, that, that genre yeah. of thriller and suspense... Uh, you know, it really has been fast, fascinated me for many years. I like the idea of manipulating the audience, you know, to get them to come along with you on this ride, to almost direct their eyes and their attention whilst playing magic tricks uh, on the other side, you know. And then when you kind of do the big flourish and reveal and, you know, twists and turns and people go, ooh and ah, yeah. it's, it's just that, that, that experience. And, and crafting suspense is so much fun. It's like crafting comedy. Uh, you know, you have to create the moment and you can add music and props and performance and actions to really elevate it and, you know, keep the audience hooked. So it was, it was just a fantastic process. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed every minute of this production. I mean, it's one thing doing it. You mentioned Alfred Hitchcock there. Of course, he was a master of it on screen. But uh, doing it on stage, does it throw up many more kind of, um, you know, uh, difficulties, Arjun? Well, yes, absolutely. I mean, the difficulties and opportunities. Yeah. Right? I look at it as, as both sides. Um, you're absolutely right, Alfred Hitchcock, you know, with, with film, he, you know, he had maybe a few more tricks up his sleeve, um, you know, and with being on stage, we kind of have to be mindful um, of the differences. But I think, you know, it's, it's great because the audiences cannot look away when, you know, they're in the theater. When you're, it's a live medium, it's happening right in front of you. Yeah. The experience is so much more visceral and so much more tangible. You know, I, I had ideas of, you know, how to engage every sense of the audience, like even to the point of thinking about smell, like how could we engage the audience's smell in this production mm-hmm. um, to really just pull them into that world. Uh, and so that's and that's great. You can't do that as much with film, um, but with theater, you can mm. the engagement can be so much more and so much more vivid. Uh, so, Amit, how many performances are we going to be seeing of uh, this production? Uh, thank you, Gihan, for your message. Hi, can you tell me how to get tickets? <laughs> so, uh, I'll put that to Amit. Okay, we have four shows, and the first show we are opening on Thursday night at 7.30. Um, Friday, we have another show at 7.30, and if you've missed Thursday and Friday, you can come on Saturday. We have two shows on Saturday one is two thirty in the afternoon, and one is at seven thirty in the evening. Okay, um, Khalil just sending in a message. Hey, Mark, please give my regards to Amit. I watched him a couple of times in the Junction. Bright future. 
<laughs> so uh, good, good news <laughs> that, that I'm in. <laughs> Very good. Uh, uh, so uh, once again, uh, looking forward to this uh, production coming up. As we heard there, there is uh, a matinee as well on on the Saturday show. Um, so uh, Arjun, Amit, thank you so much for joining us and uh, telling us about what sounds like a fascinating uh, piece of work called Wait Until Dark, being performed at the Junction this coming weekend. Mm.